0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome into the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. We got some interesting stuff to get to today. Thursday Night Football. Did I say our names already? I don't even. My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. I don't remember. We do have Thursday night football, week five. Oh my! I goodness. still, I still can't get over uh, Al Michaels on Thursday night football. It's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. Um, question: Brady signed on to be a a an uh, analyst or a commentator for um a network. Who who the crap did he sign on with? Was it Fox? I want to say it was Fox. Yeah, but is he gonna do like uh, day games or is this like a is this like a night thing?
1: I have no idea. I really don't. Who does
0: Sunday Night Football?
1: It's uh, Mike Trico and, yeah, and Chris um, Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. But what station? NBC. Oh, you know what? Fox doesn't. Who's Fox's team right now? Like, who's their main guys? Because it was Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck. But now it's probably going to be next year, it's going to be Tom Brady and whoever. That's gonna be like their their main group.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, either way, I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, hearing Tom Brady in the booth is gonna be wild. Yeah, that's
1: gonna be really
0: weird. It's gonna be wild. Um, but anyway, we got Thursday night football. Al Michaels is weird to listen to on Thursday night football. Uh, I always expect to hear Chris Collinsworth every time he talks, uh, and then I get I get Kirk Herbstreit.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like you're watching college football. Oh, who's this guy? Weird. Yeah,
0: very weird. But anyway, today we're going to talk about Thursday Night Football, preview the game between the Colts and the uh, Denver Broncos. That's correct, right? Yep. Okay, good. All right, I'm just going to check with Rick every week for that one time I put the <laughs> entirely wrong teams. Um So, yeah, we're going to talk about that game, go through some of the fantasy matchups, what we're going to do in those circumstances, uh, and then we'll send you on your merry way. This show is pretty short usually, so – um, before we do that, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. If you're watching, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Thursday night football, Colts, Broncos. I've decided that I like Thursday night football.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you decided that. Just there now. is
0: a, there is a, actually, I'll ask you this before we start this. There's a large contingent of people who hate Thursday night football. They think it's garbage. They think that the the performances that you get on Thursday night football are bad. And because they're bad, there's no point in having it uh, because uh, players get injured, bad stuff happens, Tua mm-hmm. breaks his neck, um, all kinds of bad things happen on Thursday night football. Uh, Fancy football never looks good. It's hard to bet on. Uh, just so many things. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it because I like to watch football midway through the week instead of waiting all the way till Sunday.
1: Yeah. So, so that's I not get why I like why people, Thursday football, though. Uh, there's another reason. I get why people say that because yeah, I mean, it it is a short week could cause injuries and that that is a concern. Mm-hmm. But I will never say no to more football. Mm -hmm. and it is in the middle of the week. It gives you something to watch on a Thursday night and it lets you look forward to something during, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, you get to Thursday and you're like, Oh, there's football tonight. Mm -hmm. And then you get the weekend.
0: Yep. So I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it too. But I was going to say, I like Thursday night football because I get to watch teams that, um, some teams that I normally wouldn't watch. Okay. Um, I've watched some Colts games but haven't really thoroughly watched the Colts so I'll get to see a full Colts game. I've watched too many Broncos games. Um me too. So I don't I don't necessarily like the Broncos but uh yeah. So I, I like there's football for that. But anyway, we got Colts at Broncos. Uh Colts have been struggling 1-2 and 1 on the season. Broncos uh what did they move to 3-1? They
1: they lost this week. They're 2-2. Oh, they and two. did? Yeah, the Raiders the Raiders oh, the Raiders knocked them off.
0: Yeah, so 2-2. Two for the Denver Broncos, um, I, I think this is an important game for both teams, if any. Yeah, the loser of this
1: game is going to look real bad to start yeah. the year.
0: Yep. Uh, I think Broncos could get away with going 2-3, and three, uh, but the Colts cannot get away with going 1-3-1. and one. That would be horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the over-under is 44 and a half, So so um, that line could move a little bit, but I don't know... Like, I I don't feel like this game is going to be an elite high scoring no. um blow the doors off this. This is gonna game. be I think this is gonna be a classic Thursday night game. Yeah, where they just score one team scores ten points and one scheme team scores fifteen, and then we're all freaking smashing the under. Yep. Uh so should be an interesting game. We're gonna break down the Colts first. Okay. Cause they're the road team. Um, Matty ice, Matt Ryan. No, no, what, you know, I don't know how much ice he could actually be. Cause uh, he
1: looks like ice. Cause he's,
0: he doesn't kind of move. Blows. <laughs> yo, yo that Nick Foles is their backup quarterback. Ain't no yeah. Way. Ain't no way. He is. That's strange. Get him out there. Uh, but Matt Ryan, uh, shouldn't be in your starting lineups. No, hundred percent. No. Um, on the season, he's had uh, some games for fantasy football though that have been pretty. This important. week, this week he had a game. Did he play well? Twenty points. Yeah. yeah well, in the, in our
1: five points, I shall have. <sighs> Stupid.
0: I, why? How do I end up back in the league? I I literally switched <laughs> out of it. So eighteen points. That's still not awful, though. Yeah, no. I streamable. mean, there have been there has been some. Yeah, I mean, it's streamable if you don't have a quarterback. He's just not going to provide massive um, opportunity for your team on a week to week basis. Uh, he, but he's going up against Denver, so like it, this is not a week to stream Matt Ryan. Right? Not a good matchup at all. Uh, so we'll move on because he kind of is lame. Um, so the running back position is interesting. Um, I really hope this game is not this boring. But Jonathan Taylor sustained an injury um and right now he's listed uh on fantasy i mean on sleeper as questionable uh they did say he has a chance to play on thursday after tests on his ankle came back negative um the situation concerning jonathan taylor for me is like normally i'm like start your studs but it's a thursday night football game if they activate him and they're ready to play him i could see one of those weird games where you start him and he gets like four carries Oh,
1: I know. I think though, like with a guy like Taylor, I uh, I agree with start start studs. Even though sometimes, like I do, I will play those random filling guys. You mm-hmm. know, Jamal Williams, the cool Herberts. Yeah. But when you take a guy like Taylor, that's not even start your studs. He's the first overall pick. It's like Taylor and McCaffrey were the first two picks in the draft. I don't think there's any scenario where those guys are active that you bench them, unless yeah. they continue to suck all season so if he's active i would play him if not uh do you fire up me Hines? i mean
0: i don't know uh Hines is probably rostered um I, this is probably going to be a close game and i don't know how much opportunity he really gonna, is going to get the first three games of the season yeah. against houston jacksonville kansas city naheem Hines had 10 7 and 8 and he was getting a lot of target share through the air. Six catches, four catches, five catches in the first three games. This past week he had three total touches, two catches through the air for three yards. He was terrible against Tennessee. Denver's not any easier of a run defense, but I would imagine that um, Naheem Hines, I don't think he would get Jonathan Taylor workload on the ground. I think that would would be Deion Jackson. But I think that Nahim Hines would probably, get like ten carries, though he'd probably get ten carries and and get most of the pass catching work. So I do think that there is a realm where if you really, really badly needed a running back start this week in like your second flex and you didn't have any other options because everyone else is hurt or whatever, then Hines is not a bad play. But mm-hmm. Denver is a tough matchup, and I I don't know how excited I would be to roll Nahim Hines out there on a Thursday night game against Denver.
1: Yeah, that is a tough match. In, up. in Denver,
0: um, which is even worse.
1: Yeah, but if, I don't know, I mean, if Taylor's out, I would be okay with it because he will get a lot of targets. He's probably He'll probably get, you know, the six targets he got in those couple weeks and maybe even more. Mm. Um, and then, you know, with like 10 carries, so he could see close to 20 touches and if he does that, you know, I could see him getting like 10, 11 points even in a really hard matchup so um is a very very low end RB 2 super low end like uh in the 25 mm-hmm. to 20 range for running backs maybe even 30 um, but i could see him being around there and get like 10 11 points so if you, you feel like you need that to start go ahead but not going out of your way to start
0: yeah yeah i agreed um i i would i definitely feel like jonathan taylor is um It sounds like they're not concerned about the ankle injury that he sustained. So, like, I would expect him to play this week. But just keep an eye on the report uh, for Jonathan Taylor as we go into um, the the week Um, and as we get later closer to this game. um, Obviously, make sure he's not in your lineup. (laughs) But if you're going to start him, (laughs) um, just be be cautious. Just be cautious. Um, Wide receiver position. Michael Pittman, obvious start. Yeah, yeah. So far this season, he's had twenty-seven, fifteen, and six, and and, and he this, does this, have Patrick Sertan on him this week. He had uh, six targets this week, his lowest target threshold of the season. Um, but he had thirteen and nine in the first two games that he participated in. So um, yes, he's got a tougher matchup uh, for a cornerback there, but. I mean, if he's going to get, you know, 9 to 10 targets a game on a week-to-week basis, he's an efficient pass catcher for the most part. In the two games where he was targeted, you know, 9 and 13 times, he had 9 catches in the 13 target game, 8 catches in the 9 target game. So he catches the balls that are thrown his way. Um there's definitely upside for Michael Pittman. I like him moving forward. Um he was one of our breakouts. Uh, and if that means anything, he's probably going to get hurt, considering that all of our breakouts have gotten hurt with season-ending injuries. I hope that doesn't happen because I love Michael Pittman. Um, but against Denver, that is a really interesting question. Does he play well?
1: I wouldn't expect a monster week from him, but I, you know, I still would start him. Um, and coming off a bad week, you know, maybe they try to get him involved more and more targets. He, it is a really hard matchup, though. I mean, the Broncos are probably top five in the league. Um, against wide receivers and at least against passing offenses. Um, and Patrick Sertan will be one on one with him, so not a great matchup, but I think you got to start him. And he's been good stat uh, um, this season, so start
0: stat, your stats. Uh, Paris Campbell is their second wide receiver. Um, he hasn't, he? Ex- he hasn't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't exceeded more than four catches. Uh, I mean, more four targets, I should say, in a game. This week he had four catches for eight fantasy points with a sixty-seven percent snap percentage. So, um, Paris Campbell, at this point, if he's rostered on your team, you can safely drop him. Um, if you it don't, was him I mean, last team. week was his uh, his best best week. No, I know. Um, I just don't. Four targets is not wonderful. I mean, if you want to hold him, you can too. No,
1: I last week against the Chiefs was the week. Where uh, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce were out. So I was like, Oh, Paris Campbell, DFS, perfect. And he had two targets. So from that point on, never trusting Paris Campbell again.
0: Now we got a we got a six three, two hundred and eleven pound, twenty two year old rookie wide receiver who also the wide happens to be too. white, which is interesting. That's different. <laughs> I, I know, seen you wouldn't before. expect that from his build. Uh week 3 against Kansas City at five targets, week six, uh week 4 he had six targets. So he's only been playing about 50, 45 to 50% of the snaps when he's out there, um but he is getting mm. targeted in the offense. So this is one of those guys that I actually think is like a good stashable player. Um yep. for Thursday night, I don't think he's startable. <laughs> no. <laughs> obviously but i think uh, as the season goes along he's a good stashable player on your roster because um if he's playing 45% of the snaps and he's getting 5 to 6 targets if he was playing 80 or 90% i could see him getting you know 8 to 10 targets and i think what paris campbell's role was is kind of what alec pierce is taking yeah when and paris pierce is also play. i
1: mean i mean kind of yeah and kind of no because they play different roles campbell i just mean the target the share guy, that right? campbell
0: was it's, yeah, for yeah. the
1: target show, sure, yeah, because Pe- Pierce is kind of a deep threat, mm-hmm. um, and he's been pretty good. I liked him pre-draft. I liked him, you know, in dynasty leagues. I took him in a lot in like the end of the second, early third round in rookie drafts. Um, I do like him long term, but this week I'm not. <laughs> he's going nowhere near my line. I'm to the Broncos. Yeah, agreed.
0: Um Mo'ally Cox had 26 fantasy points this past week on six targets. Uh... I don't know. Where that came from, Denver. Uh, Denver's actually been pretty bad against tight ends.
1: That's usually isn't that usually how it is. Like a good defense who has shut down corners, the tight ends end up playing better because teams will throw to the tight end more. So,
0: you could get some good targets from Amari Cox, but I'm not interested in starting him or playing. Yeah, super
1: deep. (laughs) Um, Two tight end. You need a tight
0: end. Maybe
1: take a flyer on him. But I'm not going out of my way to play ball, at A. Cox either.
0: Yeah. All right. There's the Colts. Any more thoughts on the Colts?
1: No. It's it'll be gross. I don't think they're getting a huge day. I mean, maybe if Taylor plays, they have a good offensive day. But
0: okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. Um, Russell Wilson, obviously great uh, when he's not terrible. <laughs>
1: Obviously, great when he's not terrible. Quote of the day.
0: But he's been terrible. Um, Yeah. 26 points this week, which is great. Uh, You know, positive direction for Russell Wilson people. Um, I was listening to another fantasy podcast and they were talking about how, you know, there are some fantasy analysts out there saying Russell Wilson is droppable um, because he's been so bad. And. The guy was like, man, if he was dropped in my league, like I would be like, okay, dropping him because he hasn't been good. But then I know if I put him out there that if I were me, I go out and pick him up. Yeah. (laughs) So if I saw him on the waiver wire, so that's just how bad he has been to start the season for fantasy football. Um, That people, and and these are trustworthy fantasy people who are just like done. They're they're out on Russell Wilson. He's not tradable. He's sucking away a roster spot um, if he's not startable. And you're just sitting there holding a guy who has basically no value. Now, Rick has tried to trade for Russ very many times. So I guess there's people in leagues that would try to trade for him, Rick. Uh, But Russ had 26 points this week. He looks better. The Denver Broncos offense looks better. Um, this week he's going up against the Indianapolis Colts who have kind of underperformed defensively on the season. So, um, is this a guy you're looking to play this week?
1: Um, I don't think he's going to have as good of a week than he did last week, but yeah, I'm starting Russ. Um, you know, I, I understand the concerns and I was on that list, but I was trying to trade for him because, um, I figured the offense will get better especially the past offense as the season goes on. And I think it will, you know, Javante's injury does change the outlook of the offense as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but in good matchups, I'm okay with playing Russ, you know, against the Raiders. It was a, it was a very good matchup. I was trying to trade for him before that game. So I could plug him in and start him. And he ended up having a big week and against the Colts. Um, the Colts defense was supposed to be really good, but uh, they haven't been <laughs> good really this year. So I think it's another decent matchup. It is on Thursday night. So temper your expectations. Obviously, if you have a better, safer quarterback play, do that. But um I'm willing to start Russ. I think he could be another low end QB one, get mm-hmm. you twenty fantasy points, twenty one fantasy points, call it a day.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. I think he's a startable player against the Colts this week. Hopefully they don't completely look like garbage. Like this could be yeah. a bust week for him, honestly. Not it really could night. be. Yeah, it could be just a Thursday time night they crap night shoot. Game. He didn't look great, and it's a Thursday night. So, But, hey, give it one final chance with Russ. We'll roll. Broncos <laughs> <the> country. <laughs> yep. That's right. Um, Obviously, uh, Javante Williams toast. Blue is ACL out. Um, Melvin, yep. Melvin Gordon will come in and play the lion share of the carries. The question is, do they trade for, bring somebody in, uh, to play the secondary Melvin Gordon role. um, I would imagine that they're going to call up some old old heads, some old guys. Todd Gurley's still out there if you want to take a look. He's, he blows. Oh, that could be a flyer. But uh, no, I, I think Mike Boone's going to be the secondary guy. I think he'll probably yep. be the third down back slash uh, pass catching guy, um, and Melvin Gordon will get the lion's share of the carries. If you have Melvin Gordon, I feel okay saddling him up no pun intended Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Um, I would not have a problem with playing Melvin Gordon this week. I think with the opportunity going back in his court, he could be an RB two rest of the season.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I think Melvin Gordon's a good start really rest of the season now. I mean, he's going to be, I don't think he's, I'm not as high on him as I would have been for Javante if he was by himself. But, um, He'll he still be very productive, and I'm okay with starting the rest of the season. Yeah, I think RB2 is about a
0: fair range for him. Are you interested in Mike Boone at all? Uh, I'm not trying to start Mike Boone, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, those are the running backs for the Denver Broncos. Moving to the wide receiver position, um, it's been interesting. Kind of seeing how this, yeah. how this passing situation has worked out. Cortland Sutton has been the guy for the most yeah. part. To start the season. Um, I don't know if that's because of health or whatever, but he's had 11, 19, 17, and 16 to start the season in PPR. Very consistent with what he's bringing. Target share has been a little less consistent. He had 10 and 11 in week two and three, but week one and four he had seven targets. There's an interesting theme Um, with that, isn't there? Yes. So uh, the two games that Jerry Judy was available to play uh, happened to be the games that... um, But he played the whole game. Yes, he played the whole game this time. Um, He only had five targets, Jerry Judy, but he caught 53 yards, one touchdown, 15 fantasy points. He had 20 in week one when he played at a full capacity. He also
1: had a – I was watching that game. So he had like a 16-yard catch, I think, 15-yard catch down the sideline that um, got called back because of a holding. And I think he had another target that got called back. Referees hate fun. He would have had he would have had the same amount of targets as Sutton if not for the
0: penalties. Yeah, I was I was I was excited for an AJ Brown blow up week this week where he gets like twenty-five and um, I know oh, I wanted
1: Judy to get twenty plus so bad and he yeah, he, he, he wouldn't did. have done it, but he would have had a better week. He would have had like a 17, 18 point week.
0: But twenty um, and fifteen in two fully sp- like played games where he had ninety percent of the snaps essentially pretty good week one and week four. I'd like to see the target share increase. Yeah, Um. we I, like looking at Russ's passing numbers early in the season. It, it looks very much like the same amount of opportunity he was getting in Seattle. And yeah. Which makes me kind of concerned for Jerry Judy, like six, seven targets a game. Let's say we average out seven tar- targets a game for both Judy and Sutton like, through a 17-game season, that's only 120 targets for either either one of those guys, which, I mean, I guess yep. is what the pace would be. That's not bad. It's not horrible. But that reminds me very much of, like, what you were getting from from Tyler Lockett yep. or, or um, DK Metcalf. So, uh, you know, if Jerry Judy didn't get hurt, does Cortland Sutton continue to have that consistency? Honestly, I think this has been, like, Cortland Sutton, fantasy points-wise, is ahead of Jerry Judy just because he hasn't been hurt. For sure. But... On the season, if you just watch the games and you look at the numbers, they're split right down the middle.
1: Yeah, they it feels like when both guys are healthy, they use them pretty pretty equally. Um, I think again though, and I said this last week before Judy had a decent week, but I think is probably the safer guy. Yeah. But I think if anyone's gonna have a like monster weeks, it's gonna be Judy. Like I feel like he could mm. blow up in some weeks, but Sutton is going to be safe. He's so, going to get you a so little finish
0: point. And Jerry Judy. Yes, wise Yes. But on
1: the field, it's the opposite. No, it's the opposite. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of uh, weird how that works, but Sutton was, I mean, uh, I, I remember in the off season, I wanted to draft both guys and I ended up getting a lot more of Judy than I did Sutton. But yeah. if you did draft Sutton, you get, he, you did he's right. pretty good. Like yeah. he's what you wanted for a fourth round wide receiver.
0: We were uh, pegging the, the Jerry Judy breakout, which remains to be seen at this point. No. Um. with the way Denver's offense has been, there really hasn't been anyone that you could be like, okay, this player is definitely going to break out. Yeah. So I'm in kind of this box where I'm like, we don't, we still don't even know. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, oh, no. Jerry, Jerry Judy could go on. A, they, there is a very easy schedule after Indianapolis. They have True. Chargers, Jets, Jacksonville, Tennessee Raiders, Panthers, Baltimore, Love Kansas it. city. I mean, this is just a freaking ease fest for Jerry Judy. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton. So we'll see. I mean, if both of them stay healthy, we'll see if there's a guy that emerges as the number one. But for right now, it looks pretty split. You know, like the two games that Jerry Judy played, Cortland Sutton um, scored. I think it was 10. Yeah. Week one, he had 11 points against Seattle and he had 16 points this week. So, you know, if you just count the games that they played fully together, Judy has been the guy Mm -hmm. in terms of production. Um, but we'll have to see as the, as the season goes along. Now, both of these guys against Indianapolis, a little bit tougher of a play. Um, yep. I like them both in this matchup. I think Sutton at this point, you, you kind of have to roll with them on a week to week. You're probably starting them every week. Judy is a, is a guy that I think if, you know, you drafted him like in the sixth round. So there's a good shot that, well, maybe not. Was he a fourth round pick? I can't remember. Um, I think he was a fifth, but in
1: some best ball formats, he was a fourth. I I think he was a fifth.
0: I feel like he's a guy that you could definitely like play based on matchup um, where he isn't like I have him in multiple leagues. And uh, in those leagues, he's like been sitting on my bench on some weeks. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that I mean, are you are you sliding both of these guys in your lineups this week or are you just sticking with, you know, one?
1: Sutton is probably a part of the core of your team. I don't think you're sitting Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um and then Judy uh you know, if you have if you have like a pretty stacked team and you know, you don't really need to start Judy. You don't have to, but I'm I'm okay with starting Jerry Judy this week at my flex or wide receiver 2. Mm-hmm. Um we've really seen get week 2 he got hurt in right in the first quarter. Yeah. So in the three games we've played, we've seen two good ones. Um so I, I'm okay with riding Judy out. A little nervous because it is Thursday night and it is kind of a tough matchup, but um we'll see how it goes. I, I, I would still be okay with
0: starting Jerry Judy in my flex. Okay. Yeah. I like them both too. Um tight ends. Finally we'll we'll complete the show with the tight ends of the Denver Broncos. Albert Aguebanam uh, who is a freaking <laughs> fantasy darling. Is absolutely. Do you remember horseshoe. me freaking out six, yeah. seven months ago when people started saying Albert Oguébanon was a guy to target in dynasty. I bought way too league.
1: much in the Broncos because I wasn't in on Alberto, but I was like, okay with him just because of Russell Wilson being there and
0: stuff. But man, he blows. He only had 2% of the snaps this week. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah, he wasn't even, I, I don't or, know. Or maybe he just was taken straight out of the game. I don't 2%. remember seeing him Dude, getting hurt. There was but... no injury. 2% of the snaps. Yeah. Okay, that's... so Alberto is dead. Um, A guy that has been kind of like... It was weird because week one we came out and there was this one rando white guy yeah. that was getting targeted. His name is Andrew Beck. Uh, and like he also has had a consistent 25% snap percentage but hasn't been targeted since week one. So... I don't think there's a single tight end that you can play. If no. you have Albert Grimanom on your team, you can drop him. I mean, that's yep. that's about it for me at this point. 100% drawable. To be fair to him though, uh, why is he
1: getting 2% of the snap? That it was it like a I don't know. Doghouse thing? I
0: don't I, I don't know what the damn brown. He definitely
1: are. shouldn't be owned in uh rosters
0: though. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett made a joke and Albert Grimanom didn't didn't laugh yes yeah. and now he's benched for the season meanwhile russ was like right in the front with his, um, yeah giggling with his with his, a- up with with his, his apple stuff. sitting on his desk ready to give it to to the coach great, great one coach great one coach with his little nerd glasses he, as he on writes it down He writes down the joke <laughs> Yeah, to tell his kids yeah oh boy all right Denver broncos complete disaster uh who you got in this game uh, hey, by the way, I'm undefeated Thursday night football stuff. So I'm going with the Broncos. Okay. I am going to go with the Denver Broncos as well. I'll just follow Rick until the end of the season. So let's go. go. Let's ride it out. Broncos uh, country. Let's ride. Uh, we got starts and sits and trade targets. Stay tuned. See you there, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FFChamps.